Hi, Mr. Lombardo. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I am Tristan. And I'm Greg. Coming to you recorded. Recorded live. Recorded live. There yeah, you thank go. you. It's Friday morning. It's a, it's a work day, pre-work pod. Mm. New territory for us. Uh, Seymour is, is with us, dog of the show. Dog of the show is being super chill. He's Breakfast being a Seymour. sweet little sleepy dog. Yeah, breakfast Seymour. Just shook on cue. Good good boy. He's being super chill. Mm, for now. For now. <laughs> uh, let's see how the energies go. Yeah, let's see how it goes. It's quite early. This is the earliest pod I think we've done. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. But it was necessary to accommodate well, pretty, much my, pretty much my schedule <laughs> on this occasion. And Carol's schedule. You're welcome, Carol. And mine to a degree. I had a schedule for once. I had a few freelance projects. You did. You're yeah. back on. You're back on the clock. Hey, and funnily enough, if you want to know whether advertising in our podcast works, this project came about because I mentioned it on this very podcast. Yes, and now you're doing it. Yeah, I can't talk about it though. It's top secret. Mm. Um, however, that is very reassuring. It is, and you know, uh, I'm not making this shit up. I do this, so hit mm-hmm. me up. <laughs> and and good ad. And gooded. Yeah. That's a, is that a word? Gooded? Mm. I don't think so. <laughs> um, it is exciting. Uh, I might just say I would like a million dollars. <laughs> I'm going to start a, a Kickstarter. Yeah. I'm going to start that? putting our bank details in the description. Yes. <laughs> that feels risky. Hey, um, <laughs> speaking of risky. Social security numbers. Risque. Risque. Hey, Segway. Gregway. Yeah. Um, we're doing wild things. We are. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 1998. So we've been, we've, we've been dabbling in the sort of mid-80s for a few weeks, haven't we? Yes, we have. So it's nice to be back in the um, awkward teen years yeah. of our youth. <laughs> we talk at, uh, quite a bit about when we do these later 90s movies, how they're probably in a um, cultural uh, purgatory of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to seem a little daggy if you're a late 90s movie mm-hmm. in 2021. Yeah. Haven't quite reached proper nostalgia or... Yeah. Although having said that, this movie does okay with that. And not to give it all away just yet, but there are a few... Uh, I mean, you got you got Smash Mouth singing Why Can't We Be Friends, which immediately has that awkward late 90s vibe a, to it. It's a Scar version. <laughs> For a second there, that became their thing. Of they had they had an original song, and then it seemed like they just did covers after that. Mm. With their what own. else did they do as a cover? That that Shrek one. Oh, um, hey now, you're an all star. <laughs> no, that's the other one. Oh wait, is that in Shrek too? That's in Mystery Men, isn't it? Isn't that the Shrek song? Maybe it's both. I think it's their song. They did the monkeys. They did, they did a song that's the oh, monkeys. I'm a believer. Yeah, that's that's a Shrek song, isn't it? Is it? They probably all are. Could, yeah, I think you're probably right. And then they went. I thought you were trying to say they did a cover of their own song. Now that's interesting. Wow, wow. Have you seen that guy? He's pretty impressive. He's like this dude with a fedora and a neck beard, and he he's got his YouTube channel. 
and he plays the instrumental to a song, but whatever the song is, he just changes it to All Star. Oh. I've got to find it. Fuck it. <laughs> Okay, here you go. Wait for it. <laughs> How much soda does this guy have? <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I yanked the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape. Of an L on her forehead Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense, something with a full point Your brain gets smart, but your hat gets dumb It's so a bit of a Wizard of Oz, a uh, Pink Floyd thing It sort of fits <laughs> Is there another great. one? There's many <laughs> There's many And the beautiful thing is he titles these things It just says Nevada, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Vocal Cover 2017. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It's sort of Rick Rolling as, in a way, I, I suppose. But he... He looks like he spent a fair bit of time on his computer screen. He looked comfy there. But a bit like this movie, he's self-aware. Like he, he knows that mm. he's been w- massively weird. <laughs> no, so I dig it. Yeah, I dig it too. Good for him. Good um, for him. There you go. That was a little unplanned segment. It was. <laughs> it's amazing the, the way the brain works. <laughs> Before sunrise. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's after sunrise. Uh, 1998. Hey, I didn't really have a member berry today. Um, I just wanted to, you know, we, we, you know, what do we do normally? We do a bit mm. of a member berry mm. and then you'll sort of talk us through a bit about the box, talk us through a bit about I'll the box. I'll break away into movies. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted us to, st- uh, assuming you still got your notes there for that section, mm. could we just spend a little bit more time than normal unpacking 1998 movies? Yes. The reason being is I was noticing it, for me, mm. struck me as a particularly shit year for films. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, number one, Saving Private Ryan's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good war movie. I haven't watched it for a while. It used to make me cry. It brought us Vin Diesel. I did too. You know what I was thinking about in Saving Private Ryan is the Saving knife. Saving Ryan's Private. I was going to say the knife. That's pit. fucked. I just, I just, obviously that movie, there's all kinds of shit in there that's horrible. But that. In particular. Because he starts sort of begging, like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, and it just slowly goes in. And he's yeah. Like, shh, shh. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. It's still, can gives we, me the willies. I got the willies right now. Mm. Can we do it soon? Yeah. I think we should. Okay. Have your content film. Yeah, we need to do some Vin Diesel vehicles. Yeah, I keep forgetting he's in it. <laughs> I forgot since you last mentioned it. I remember because he was on Hey Hey, It's Saturday. And a bit like how last week we were talking about early Stallone, it was like, is this the new Pacino? There was a bit of like, oh, Spielberg's discovered this hot new talent. Keep going. Not dissimilar to a Stallone type in his vocal range. Yeah, um, but different in many other ways. The family. I'll have any beer as long as it's a corona. Okay, but so far, not a bad year for movies. Number two, Armageddon. Ah, yeah. Armageddon, an idea that this ain't a great year for films. <laughs> Armageddon is, uh, I, maybe in the years that follow, I'm entering pretentious film student days. And so I didn't like that movie when it came out, yeah. but I think I might like it more now because I'm more willing to just have fun with it. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. I, I don't really remember it. Something about Mary. It's obviously great a movie. great movie. A Bug's Life. Is that any good? I've heard that's good. I watched it when it came out. 
I can't remember. The Waterboy is number five. Dr. Doolittle is the sixth highest movie of the year. I rest my case. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you're looking at US. Case closed. I'm looking at US. What do you got? I got global, but it was still number eight. <laughs> what, what else is in there? Armageddon was number one globally. Yeah, there you go. Shakespeare in Love was in there. Yep. But I feel like that's one of those movies that gets canned as like one of the worst Oscar winners. You know how those ones in mm-hmm. hindsight where it's like, that one got the Oscars? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. And Dr. Doolittle. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, out of Sight, You've Got Mail. Out of Sight is good. Is it? I want to do that soon. I've, I didn't watch it. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, you'll like it. It's good. It's not what you think it is. I think it's shit. No, it's good. Okay. You've I got, mean, I could be wrong. You've got mail. <laughs> yeah. City of Angels, which did give us. Yeah. And it's the Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, and he looks in the, I think he has a Cameron Poe moment where he looks up. <laughs> I've the, never seen the sky. it. I'd love to. I'd love to do that movie. Okay, we'll put it on the list. I'm still saying Godzilla, a Godzilla, which I assume so. Deep Impact. Did we do a Deep Impact as a as a um, pilot? Yes. Yeah, the Lost Tapes. Is that in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Armageddon and Deep, they're twin movies, aren't they? Um, the Object of My Affection. Is that Swimmer? I think it's Paul Rudd. Oh. You're right, it's Paul Rudd. There you go. Paul Rudd, they had a few false starts back in those days. Yeah. Before, now he's a god. Like, hey, got a second. Is well, this he, guy awesome? Before he was Ant-Man. He was in Friends for like two seasons or something. Yeah, he was Phoebe's boyfriend. He was almost like the sixth friend. How many friends are there? He fit in pretty friend. well. Yeah, he's fit right in there. Mm, the old Benjamin Button. But yeah, that dumb 90s hair going on or early 2000s Floppy? hair. Uh, just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I always thought Americans in TV shows had weird hair. They had haircuts we didn't have like Pacey. In Dawson's Creek, mm. it's a weird haircut, man. Yeah, we never had the Caesar cut in Australia. Yeah, we did. Nah, did you have it? Uh, no, but a friend got it. Maybe what? That you knew the one guy with a Caesar cut. Man, it was it was like I'm getting. He's like because at my school you you couldn't really roll the dice too much with your mm. hair. So that was so it was you get holiday haircuts. <laughs> but you, you get holiday haircut. You get an undercut in the holidays, right? I'll get it all year round. Oh, I thought we talked about holiday haircuts. No, must no. have been my other part. I always got undercuts back yeah. in the day. I, I'd get a holiday undercut, but so my hair was never too long, so I'd just have this weird step and a little like uh, a step was was the gateway to an undercut. Yeah, you just needed. I needed more length. I didn't have the length. You got to yeah. have a bit of length to get an undercut. But a Caesar cut is like when it's combed forward and then yeah. cut there. Yeah. So my mate got it once, and he. I think. He had it for the last day of school. He like came up and I was like, mm. oh, it didn't look how I thought it was going to look. I think Caesar got his hair done like that because he was balding. Oh, I think I'm beyond a Caesar <laughs> cut. <laughs> Imagine if I tried to grow my fringe out. <laughs> what would happen? It'd be like a strand. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, we have to find out. So, yeah, so you're right, a great year for movies, Carol I guess you're saying. Noticed it. it was a great year for film. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not. You, you seem more. No, I'm just. I'm just trying to be difficult. Uh, I agree. You're creating tension, but I do wonder if ten years from now, these all suddenly have gone through their full cycle of aging. We didn't mention Rush Hour because that's good. Oh uh, yeah, but you I, know. I think Armageddon will stick around there because are, people watch. Like it's a, it's still fun. Is but, it? But Godzilla's not good. I think Lebowski's Godzilla's not good that. on any level. Oh, is it? Yeah. So there's, there's a, good a year cute for other stuff. There's a Actually, few yeah, Truman Show. Okay. That's the Mask of Zorro. 
I think that might be good. I haven't watched it. In I just time. remember the bit where Catherine Catherine got her clothes zoroed off on the ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Attractive woman. It was going to be made by Robert Rodriguez and Selva Hayek was going to be her. Oh. Yeah. What if... What if Selma Hayek was Zorro? Blade and was this Catherine year too. Cedar Jones was still in it. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is the top 10 kind of stinks, but there's some good deep cuts. Yeah, I guess. Rush Hour, Truman Show, Enemy of the State was big for some reason, but it's so, we were just, just so obsessed Will Smith with Will one? Smith. And Gene like, yeah, I want to watch a political thriller just because Will Smith's in it. And who's <laughs> the person, right person to chase him around? Gene Hackerman. Yeah. Um, Ants. Oh, because Ants and A Bug's Life were another twin movie. So 98 was big Ooh. for twin movies. And big for, for insects. Big big year for insects and asteroids. Mm. Meteors. Co- coincidence? Probably. Likely. <laughs> uh. Well, this movie also came out that year um, all the way down at number 54. Really? Surprising. Although i got to say, I think this probably did a lot better on home video where one could watch privately and, you and know, pause. pause and rewind <laughs> and, and slow-mo. Uh, I don't have the stats on that, but... I think our listeners do in their heads. Yes. Don't you? Uh, yeah, number 54 was Wild Things. This film came out on March. I'm just going to keep talking over that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's minuscule. I don't reckon they'll be getting it. Okay. Uh, this film came out on March 20th, 1998. My birthday is March 23rd. I was going to say. Is that Carol's birthday, 20th? She's the 16th. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> um, so this film came out three days before my 14th birthday. Oh. So you could say I was the bullseye target here. Yeah. Uh, what a gift. <laughs> What a gift. Not that I saw it at cinema, I don't think. That would have been too much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a film. Budget of $20 million, a gross return of 67.2 million. Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 62%, audience score of 53%, which is interesting. I would have thought audience score would be higher. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, you know, we don't usually do this at this point, but I thought a nice way – to talk about it from a because we touched on the critic score, but then we don't really talk about what critics said. And I got a nice little soundbite here from uh, Mr. Roger Ebert, ah. who said he, he called this film lurid trash with a plot so twisted they're still explaining it during the closing credits. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't put that on the poster. But plot twist, speaking of plot twists, he gave it three out of four stars and goes on to say. It's like a three-way collision between a soft-core sex film, a soap opera, and a B-grade noir. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a better. I was thinking it was like if Dawson's Creek was a was a attempted noir. Because I, I kept thinking of it's like this plus this, but I could never get yeah, that's, either of them. <laughs> that's why he's Roger Ebert. Exactly. And we're just a couple of guys. Bastard. And usually I avoid reading reviews while I'm still formulating my own opinion because mm. I'm easily skewed. Mm-hmm. But with a movie like this, I, it was one of the first things I did because I just wanted to see what funny things people said and I was desperately seeking David and Margaret's point of view and this, all their content has disappeared from the net. Can we? Can David we, and Margaret, uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, beloved film critics in Australia. Beloved. They'd been on TV for like 800 years um, and all this, it's, this stuff lived on online. 
and they've got just great (laughs) weird film critic banter that's adorable. Yeah. And I just love to see them talk about films like this, but uh, it's not there. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a, the story goes nowhere, unfortunately. Can we? Well, maybe we could do some exploration. Campaign two thousand and one. Campaign two thousand and one could be getting David and Margaret on the show. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Mm. But we need to do campaign two thousand first. Still. We, uh, yep. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Um, so big movie. Big movie. Is this big for you? Yeah. Unashamedly. Yeah. Unashamed, unashamedly. Ebitably. Ebitably. Yeah. Googly. Uh, and obviously it was because of uh, Kevin's bacon. <laughs> Kidding, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> uh, but this was a big deal for any red-blooded male, I think, at that age, or female, as Carol went on to explain to me. Well. Just the, just the sexiness in general. Ara hadn't seen this. Interesting. So she. Well, she would have been young. Yeah, that's true. She would have been a couple of years younger. Still, but it's it. it Went on for years. It probably like snowballed over the years more than anything. Would have thought so. A, f- a few years, not not up until now. But I was watching it without her. I wanted to watch it with her, but we were both pretty busy this week. And then, as I was doing my notes last night, she mentioned she hadn't seen it, and she's like, "Oh, but I've seen like the scene." And I was like, well, "What scene do you think What's that is?" What's the scene? <laughs> yeah. uh, she's like, "Oh, where Denise Richards gets out of the pool." I'm like, "That's not." I mean, that's like a scene, but it's, it's not, you have no idea. And then I started explaining it to her. She was like, whoa. <laughs> it's almost the scene. It's part of one of the, the two scenes. Oh, no, it's not even the scene because that's just where Kevin Bacon speaks to her. But she gets out of the pool. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> it didn't get me wrong. I think it's one of the kind of, this is maybe a point for discussion. I would put that, yeah, I mean, the scene. <laughs> this is a hard movie to talk about. Oh, we're just going to lean in. Yeah, I, mean. I think we do. We're going to lean in. Yeah. This is a little bit of perverted, perverted episode. And you know, anything we say is sounds it? perverted. We're talking about our fourteen-year-old selves in that. Yes, as critics, <laughs> as critics, we yeah. can call ourselves critics now. We've been doing this for too long. Mm. Unlicensed critics. Mm. Yeah, it was entry-level porn, and it really was. In hindsight, it was entry-level noir, perhaps, which is. Um, well, this is something too. I've got to bit on that later because mm. that's one of the things I'm watching. It, I'm like, it's it's sort. It's not like classic noir, but mm. there's uh, there's a yeah. But I found the answer. Oh, good because I don't have it. Mm. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it was it was a big one. I think I saw it lots. I hadn't watched yeah. it for a long time. I hadn't either. But all the all the reasons that you know are obvious is why it was a big film. I watched it for those very same reasons. Although I don't know if I ever like got to hire it or anything. So I think it might have been on TV just enough. You know the the classic spread the word on the schoolyard. Wild well, things on tomorrow, whatever. There's so a few movies like scenes. that. Are there? I'm pretty well. Carol seemed to think that the pool scene where the girls get it on was briefer than she remembered. <laughs> I, well, I think that's just us because I felt that way with a lot of it. Yeah, because it felt like. You know, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, but what about? Was were you like a big Denise Richards person, Nev, Nev Camp, Neve Campbell person? Were these big names? I was definitely more of a Neve Campbell in those days. Yeah, so I think this was. I mean, Denise Richards had been in Starship Troopers. Yeah, but I didn't know her that well. I think she was. She pretty, kind of burst on the scene with yeah. this, whereas Neve had obviously 
done a few things, I think. Well, she'd been part of your five and, and Scream had already come out. Okay, so she was a, she she was was a, around. She and was a I household think, name. Exactly, and I think I think I liked her maybe because she was the more in, interesting choice, air quotes. Yeah, I I mean, going into this movie I would have been Team Neve, but I think coming out of it I probably yeah, yeah. changed at that particular. Yeah. Or as the films suggest, you know, there's both of there. <laughs> Why choose? <laughs> Mr Lombardo taught us a lot. Mr. Lombardo. <laughs> what a weird. <laughs> this movie is, ah, uh, uh, it's a lot, man. Uh, party, did you, were you a party of five guy? I was for a bit and then I realised it was a piece of shit. They just cry all they the time. They cry all the time. But you know who's come out of that pretty strong is it was the lamest one, the, the oldest brother, the guy that ended up being in Lost and that mm, kind of thing. He Matthew ended up, Fox. Yeah, Matthew Fox. Although now I don't know what he's doing now. But he's, he's out of all of them, seems to be the one. Bailey. <laughs> exactly. Bailey. Well, they used to do on Full Frontal, do you remember? He left the toilet seat up. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember they used to do that sketch on Full Frontal? Oh, no, I can't. And it was Party of Five, but they were all just crying. That was, um, no. I would it was that kind that. of joke. Yeah, it's, it was <laughs> painful. It was so painful. Yeah. Didn't they remade that recently? Less painful? I don't know. I think probably more so. Mm, more tears? Probably. Impossible. It's 2020. Impossible. One. Um, yeah, I think also just at around that time and around that age, there was this, probably not an official subgenre, but in the schoolyard it was, of just like sexy movies. <laughs> Cruel Intentions. It's like, oh yeah, but they yep. were sexy, but you also thought that they were like, you felt like more they were, adult. They were films. Yeah, like it's, uh, it's a bit adult. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I it, forgot about Cruel Intentions. Yeah. And then, Great example. Yeah, it was this weird little. I was mad into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was. Well, and, you know, we were, early internet days, spot. if you wanted to see boobs, if you wanted you to, to see. You had to wait. You had to, like. You had to make sure no one was on the phone. So you <laughs> made them work. Oh, those was the days. I remember, like, a naked picture of Pammy would be loading. <laughs> and then your mum would burst in the room, so you'd, like, have to close it and then start again. Oh, man. So annoying. <laughs> Damn it, Mom! <laughs> Bailey! Told you to knock! <laughs> Shall I go and see the origin story? Please. Origin story. Yeah, thanks, Oki. Somewhat surprisingly, with this particular film, there's not a lot out there about it. I was expecting a rich origin story. And sometimes when I do this, you know, I start with the director and the writer and you look them up and they have done nothing else. No, they've done some. But the, this started with the writer, Stephen Peters, who I imagine was a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, I don't think he – I don't it's know. An, Stephen Peters is an anagram for Tristan Bowie. <laughs> it's my stage name. Yeah. There, there's so many gaps in this origin story that I've made some assumptions oh, such good, as that. Oh, good, 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 good. And I looked him up and at first it looked like he wrote all of the Wild Things movies and that's all he did. Mm-hmm. Um, what, a, he, what a body of work. <laughs> well, and I was excited by this. I was like, well, you know what, good on him. Like the guy that does the Chucky movies. Mm-hmm. Good on him. You found your thing. But then I looked it up and he just gets some credit because he wrote the first one. He is not involved at all. Oh, okay. And I looked up some of those movies. They're all just I didn't know they existed. Stupid. I didn't know either until I started looking up this movie and there were other ones. I was like, what the wild fuck? Things Foursome? Yeah. Because that's Wild Things 4. Yeah. Foursome. Mm. I like Police it. cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was directed by a guy named John McNaughton who I don't know, but he had done a couple of films that were kind of a big deal. The first one, his film debut that he also wrote, 
was called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is highly controversial but apparently is very good. Right. And there was another one that I'm forgetting the name of. Is it Violent? Yeah, I believe so. Like uh, who's that Who's that Danish guy that writes those fucked up movies that are? Lars von Trier. Yeah. He does one with Matt Dillon. Lars? Yeah. It's on Amazon. I started watching I Had to Stop. Okay. He, where he murders, well, in the opening, he murders Uma Thurman very graphically. Yeah. He's a serial killer. It's fine. He's beyond me, I'm afraid. Uh, Melancholia is very palatable. Is it? Yeah, watch that. There was one. Without your phone. Set in a house. And I started watching it and it was all kinds of weird. Not Antichrist or something. Yeah, oh, something like that. that. I wasn't <laughs> He's an interesting dude for sure, but I don't know if I can watch them all. Yeah, such is the limits. Antichrist has a thing with scissors and things. It, yeah, I didn't yeah. see it all. I didn't. It was, no. I wanted to be able to. Yeah. I am not. He sort of makes like Paul Verhoeven look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, he really does. He really does. Uh, there's some there's some light Verhoeven energy in this film, especially you know you're coming off Starship Troopers for mm, Denise Richards. Interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Sorry, continue. I will continue. It's okay. We need some filler in this section because there ain't much. Okay, <laughs> I got plenty. But it's interesting because um, arguably two of the largest creative forces in a film, the writer and the director, just they're just not. Hey, they've done some things and good on them, but just. Relative to when we usually cover these things, not a lot. Like the writer doesn't even have a Wikipedia page and John McNaughton has a Wikipedia page but with no photo. Now we know that that yeah. means you're not, you haven't made it yet, mate. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a, it's a lean wiki page. It is a lean wiki page. So you're going around there looking for these origin story nuggets and there ain't much. I feel like I'm sounding very disrespectful to, to these guys. I, I don't mean it that way. Never. They made this movie and they made other some other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing we do know is that this was produced by Kevin Bacon. We know Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. is in most things. This was the start of his re- his sort of resurgence, wasn't it? I don't know if he ever went away. Uh, maybe maybe he did. Oh, I thought he did. He went maybe away he from did. my TV. <laughs> I just feel like Kevin Bacon's just been omnipresent. Hollow Man. Yeah. That's a movie with him in it. That's a Verhoeven movie. Is it? Yeah. I knew that. That one sticks out as like the least Fairhoven y, sort of. It makes me want to watch again, thinking yeah. it might be better than I remember, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So we know Kevin Bacon. So this is something. This is a lead I can latch on to for an origin story. Uh, it's the first film he ever produced. And he described the script as the trashiest thing he had ever read. Mm. Yes. But every few pages, there was another surprise. And so he kind of that naturally, I think he, you know, just fell in love with the script and just hustled to help make it happen and kind of by default ended up becoming an executive producer. They're like, hey, you're a producer now. Yeah. And I got a little clip of him talking about it and I think it's sort of reassuring to hear this a little bit. I was going to play this later in the episode, but it, it, it helps contextualise the movie they knew they were making, which is kind of nice. His intention when making this movie, I suppose. This was, was interesting because... When it came out, you know, it was hard to market it in the way that we really wanted to do, which was which was that we weren't really taking it all that seriously. You know, the movie was a movie that was a, a thriller with a lot of twists and turns, but it definitely had its 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 uh, tongue planted in its cheek. You know, um, it was over the top. 
in in a lot of ways. But I, I thought the movie was a lot of fun. It has become, I've had a lot of, I would have to say mostly young men, even not that young anymore, tell me that that, that was, you know, one of the most mind-blowing experiences of their youth. <laughs> Which is fair. So everything we've just said, corroborated by Sir Kevin Bacon himself. But, um, uh, yeah, he goes on to say that with tongue planted firmly in cheek, you can start to see casting decisions like Bill Murray. It all starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I see what, let's see what's going on here. And I think him producing is what gets all these guys on board because it sure ain't the other two. <laughs> Yeah. I think. Um, interesting precasty though. Robert Downey Jr. was first choice for Sam Lombardo. Yeah. Yeah, but he was too much of an insurance risk. Yeah. Like was, first I nearly didn't put it in because I thought it was one of those ones where he was considered or whatever, but it got really close. Yeah, and then they just said, oh, he's a bit too much. Yeah. A bit too wild. Yeah. And I think part Iro- of the reason. Ironically. They, well, yeah, because part of the reason I think they wanted him was sort of for that persona, but it was still a little too much. And I think they even tried to like increase the budget to cover the insurance and that kind of thing, but it, yeah, it couldn't quite. He would have been pretty sweet. He would have been good, eh? Yeah, I think so. Because I got to tell you, I don't know, Matt Dillon is not that sexy. I thought he was, but I'm watching it now. I'm like, you're not that sexy. I felt. Oh, uh, we'll talk about. Yeah, later. we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, remind us to talk about how sexy or not sexy Matt Dillon is. Um. Nev, I mean, then you got to the rest of the cast. Uh, the only other tidbit I found was Nev Campbell took the role to do something different and avoid being typecast. So she took a role where she cries a lot, <laughs> but with different coloured hair. Yeah, yeah. So different kind of angst. Yeah, trailer park angst. Exactly. So you, they, you know they got these people dyed Nev Campbell's hair um, through through Kevin Bacon in the shower, bish bash posh. You got yourself a movie, rap party, the Viper Room. Mm. Let's play the trailer. We've come to the halfway point of our senior seminars. Our guests today come from the Blue Bay Police Department. Why don't we begin with a question? What is a sex crime? Not getting any. (laughs) Welcome to the town of Blue Bay. Hi, Mr. Lombardo. Girls. So where's your hose, Mr. Lombardo? Where innocence can seduce. He started rubbing my shoulders. Accusations can destroy. I'm innocent. You guys do sex crimes, right? When was this that Sam Lombardo gave you the ride? Did Sam Lombardo rape you? Yeah, okay, he did. He pushed me to the floor. And appearances can deceive. Kelly said that we should do this to hurt Mr. Lombardo. She found out that Mr. Lombardo was in love with her mom and that was it. So you skate You know how my mom's paying you off? She's breaking my trust. We bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Now they're getting away with $8 million of Sandra Van Ryan's money. You want my gut? There's more to this story than you know. After tonight, three of us are not to be seen together again. After tonight? I was curious about how you see things working out for you and Sam and Susie. Excuse me? I mean, it's hard enough for one person to keep a secret, let alone three. Especially when two of them are in love. You don't really think Kelly and Sam are going to share that money with you, do you? Leave me alone. There is no case. Get out of these people's lives. Sam, I'm really nervous. I need you to be there for me tonight. we got to stick to the plan. 
There's no one to trust. You can trust me. I'd keep a real close eye on my new friends if I were you. She's gonna blow it. Don't touch me! Wild things. Two's company. Three's a crowd. Can I play too? Or is it just for boys? Craig and I were just uh, side-barring, admiring the... Uh, the pool boy. The pool boy. What a hero. When he runs Lombard, Mr. Lombardo off the road. <laughs> you okay? Cool. <laughs> cool. And bam. And bam. Right in the kisser. He's, he's the hero of his he own is. movie. He's, just, he's looking after his, his woman. I tell you what, I could have done with one more post credit scene where he's in on it too. That would have been something. Wait, you watched the credits, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Imagine if there was one more where it was here. There was just so many. Oh, my God. Oh, before we get into it, we should do plot synopsis, I suppose. Yeah. Although that movie did a pretty good job of spoiling most of it. It did. I mean, that trailer. It did. It really, get, you know, gave it away. <laughs> we open to a director's name. Who is that? No idea. That was my first note. Yeah. <laughs> I was not familiar with his name. We then cut to a sweeping artistic shot of the Everglades, mm. perhaps hinting that this will later play a pivotal role in the plot evolution in this film. It does not. It does not. We then head to a high school. <laughs> There's a guidance counsellor, Sam Lombardo. He's pretty sexy. Wears some pleated pants. He's talking about sex crimes, which are sexy, apparently. Guidance counselor. He's a guidance counselor, educator of the year. I think he made that trophy himself for sure. For hey. Sure. <laughs> he didn't win a golf tournament. <laughs> Why is it a big glass know. trophy? Educator of the year. <laughs> anyway, turns out Mr. Lombardo has boned everything in this town. <laughs> Keller Van Ryan is a student of his and he's thirsting after Sam Lombardo, his mum's banger. It's another mm. story. Yeah. Banged him. Mm. So she rocks up with a friend and gets very wet washing his Jeep. It's a very sexy scene. <laughs> uh, then she hangs around and shoes her friends off. Mm. Cut scene with her dripping wet in his living room. Getting her tires all wet. Mm. Moist like in <laughs> Florida. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Anyway, cut scene. Next scene, she runs out of the house, jogs daintily down the street by kids playing basketball. Mm. Turns out she accuses him of rape. Mm. And his whole life is thrown into turmoil. He loses his rich, hot tennis girlfriend. Mm. Uh, everyone turns against him. Mm. Susie from Party of Five, she mm. gets in on it. She's like, yeah, he raped me too. Yeah. All of a sudden... Double rape accusation. He's, he's spiralling. Mm. And then. Oh. Twist. Oh. It's twistness. Susie says that Keller made it up. Oh. Because she loves Sam and Sam banged her mum. Mm. She wants some of that Lombardo D. Makes sense. Yeah. So then he's like, well, I'm going to get Bill Murray to sue you. 
for ruining my life. So, the whole case is undone. Drama. Meanwhile, Kevin Bacon and some chick are investigating it all. Bacon smells that something's up. Mm. So does the his his partner. She does. She doesn't believe it from the beginning. Oh, she's a, interesting. Yeah, but she kind of she's got a bit of thirst for the Lombardo as well. She's only human, apparently. Yeah, he's, they all every everybody wants to bang Sam. Mm. Turns out, Keller, Lombardo, and Susie have all been in cahoots on this, mm. and it was a plan to extort Keller's rich mum for eight million dollars. Uh, makes sense. Uh huh. So that's the ending. Then. Yeah. So you would think. Oh. But then. Oh. Susie goes missing, but it's a set-up death. Oh. And then there's a few other things that happen. Cops are snooping around. Who will make it out of the Everglades and onto the beautiful yacht with their baby Kelly? Is it Sam? Is it Susie? Mm. Is it Kevin's bacon? Mm. It's a Bill Murray. It's a, is it Bill Murray? Mm. Is, is, it it Robert, is it Robert Wagner? <laughs> Who briefly makes an appearance? You're done in this town. <laughs> <laughs> I like Robert Wagner. Uh, it's. I don't know if you can call it a love story. Let's call it a lust story between everyone in this film. Yeah, it is a lust story. Mm. I wish there was a porn version of that little riff. I like the music. Mm. The music was good. I think visually this guy's done a good job. I think there's a lot to Jim like McNaughton. about this movie. I think overall, well, first, let me let me just say, many more twists than I remembered. I remembered it was like a twisty, twisty, and that was like part of the, yeah, like, oh, it's so over the top. I get that. Yeah. There were way more than I thought. Mm-hmm. To the point where I, I remembered the boat thing, but I couldn't really remember how they got there, and I forgot all about the stuff in the credits. I probably never even saw that before. I can't. Be I've, I've forgotten since I watched it the other day. And if I may, can I just like try and – Clarify if if this is what happened because I'm not. I think this is what I'm happened. I'm probably not qualified to answer this, <laughs> but I will attempt to. So Nev Campbell, Susie, yes, she was the mastermind the whole time. Yeah, and it was revenge for Kevin Bacon's character killing her mate Davy. What about Kelly? I think she was collateral damage because she wasn't supposed to die. She was meant to just be framed. Mm. And Mr. Lombardo, I think. She was genuinely pissed at him for not backing her up when she needed yeah, him or something. Because he was so she, she, she was happy him for him clips. to be dead. He yeah, was, yeah, um, that's right. She was she was trying to call him. And yeah. He was banging Kelly. Ah. Yeah, so And he, there's a drug reference there. Which one do you like? The one with the collar around your neck? Oh, the, that's right. Or the straw up her nose. That's for drugs. Ah. Got it. Yeah, so there was quite a lot of plot in the credits of this movie. Most of it. To the point where it's, there's so many, like Bill Murray was one of the two masterminds of this whole movie. Mm. That's quite cool. Yeah. Um, but there's, I read an article that it broke it down sense. because I'm no good at mathematics, but it said that there is, there is, there is one double crossing every nine minutes, <laughs> 12 total. And I was thinking, I wonder if Christopher Nolan was watching this oh. and that's how he came up with the opening for The Dark Knight. You know all the all the jokery guys. They rob the bank and they all kill each other. Mm. It's like, let me guess, you were ordered to kill me, right? You get to a point where you go, you must be cottoning onto your your. Someone's probably about to kill you, mm. which Matt Dillon sort of does by the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> but it's too late. It's too late. 
<laughs> I can you trust anyone in this town? You can't. If you you're, if you're in on this scheme, you got to cut and run, oh, man, man. But I think this movie is quite enjoyable, and I think it's because of two things really. Uh, because I'm I'm on the same page as as Kevin Bacon on this one. It's, it's fun trash, mm-hmm. uh, Sir Roger Ebert, etc. Mm-hmm. I think what makes it is is the the casting and the music. Mm-hmm. The casting, like yes, the performances, but also just the casting. Just the casting in terms of having these names in this movie, and them just having so much fun with it. And mm. then there's something about that that elevates it from being. It could have just been a straight to video sexy movie. Sexy. It's almost a bit like how Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did a Hallmark movie. Did they? They just did a Hallmark movie. It's not even a comedy or anything. They just did it. So it's it's a bit like imagine a straight to DVD movie, but it was like an A-list ensemble cast mm. and Bill Murray's in it. It's like that sounds like fun and that's kind of what this is, I think. Mm. Uh, and the music really adds to it too because the music helps you, I felt, it, it helps remind you of the tone a little bit. Like get that tongue back in your cheek. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a bit silly, but it'll have like over the top sexy saxophone mm. in like you know it's just it's nice. And the music was by George S. Clinton, not to be confused with George Clinton. George S. Clinton from Parliament? No, unfortunately not. But George Clinton. Oh, it's not George. When it when it came up in the credits, I was like, oh, George Clinton. But there's a different guy named George S. Clinton. Oh. But he's quite, he's quite a oh, big he name himself. Sax. He can sax for sure. He can sax with the best of them. This is a saxy movie after all. Uh-huh. I mean, aside from the, uh, I would say the music is great overall, aside from the Smash Mouth. Well, that I feel like, I felt like it was a nice nod to its moment in time. Yeah, I guess so. It places it. Yeah. Yeah. As a yeah. It's a period vehicle. piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's a signal. It's a period it's a symbol. piece. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> But guess what other movies George S. Clinton scored? Cheech and Chong's Corsican Brothers. Oh, I wasn't going to guess that. Oh, not <laughs> the not the um, double impact. Not double impact, but there you go. That's a that's an interesting way around a six degrees of separation mm, for six dumb, degrees of JCVD. But actually, awesome ones too. He did Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, that's Austin significant. Powers. That's good. And Mortal Kombat. Just I assume Mortal- this song. Dun, 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 I think dun, dun, so. Dun, 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 dun. Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 dun. I think so. Um, <laughs> I think those two things are the, the are what makes the movie work. I do think it could have been in the hands of a better director, perhaps. Uh, don't get me wrong; I think it's still okay. And I, think, I, I think visually, I don't mind the <laughs> visually. There's some parts you liked visually, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I do like the you know cutting to the swamp and all that kind of shit. But to your point, it feels like it's going to pay off at some point. Mm. Someone should get eaten by a crocodile, surely. Those gators. Why wouldn't you give Kevin Bacon to a gator? That seems like a good payoff, mm. you know. Yeah, like I thought they were going to find the remains of someone in the in, in the, the family gator, gator farm. Yeah, in the family gator farm, that brother didn't to... pay off. He's someone like he's an actor, isn't he? He's or well, he's obviously an actor he's in the so, film. But... Well, there was a deleted scene apparently that added more context. I thought he was going to give us a bit more than just telling us at the end that cat that Susie was probably behind it all. Yeah. Well, apparently he did say a bit more on the. Maybe the, that woman as well said more. So this is a cut scene that says, Susie's grandmother Ruby reveals to Detective Gloria Perez that Susie is actually Sandra Van Ryan's half-sister and Kelly's auntie. Because Kelly's grandfather had a relationship with Susie's mother and got her pregnant. Oh, yeah. But after 
after he abandoned Susie and her mother, the mother drank herself to death. Oh. With this revelation, this means that Susie is the rightful heiress to Sandra von Ryan's wealth in money, not Kelly. And Kelly and Susie have technically committed incest. Yeah, well. Well, there you go. So, well, that doesn't really give much for the brother to do still. (laughs) And was the, and at the end, when the detective is like, hey, nice car, is that suggesting that he got paid off as part of this deal? Yeah, or like Susie transferred him a bit of dough. Yeah, because I perked up a bit there because I was like, oh, there's something going on here that I missed in all those years when I only watched the sex scenes. Mm. And there wasn't because they just kind of leave it. Yeah. Or maybe maybe that's enough just to suggest. Oh, she's a sailor. Yeah. That means that maybe if she was on a boat somewhere with Sam, she could kill him and still sail the boat. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> it's like they borrowed from that sleeping with the enemy, you know, when turns out she's a really good, it's like, oh, she can't swim. Oh. She's like, she swims here every every morning. But it's such like a, it's very specific. The way she kills Madeline, she's like, well, what am I going to do, sail out of here? I don't know how to sail, relax, guy. And then she kills him and sails Wouldn't Sam Lombardo know if she could sail? Was she a secret sailor? <laughs> no, man. Because she had yeah. a boat at her house. Yeah, he never s- ran into her on a, on his fan boating adventures. I like how he goes fan boating just yeah, to think, just to like take it all in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> squint into the yeah. Everglades. Um, he's but got, he's how a good was, squinter. Yeah, he's a good squinter because he's got a, a, a not even in terms of bushy eyebrows, but his brow bone. He has a prominent brow. Yeah. He does a he has a prominent brow, but it's kind of ape like. Mm. Um, but how how was the rewatch for you, Greg? Uh, it was nice. Uh, I didn't mind it. It was still yeah. it was still pretty sexy, you know. There was mm. s- still a steamy sort of film. Yeah. Really felt the heat from the glades. It did. <laughs> uh, it was heaps more stupid than I remember. Well, okay, that's interesting because I was expecting to really not like this movie. Yeah, I, right. I was expecting it to be. I guess like it's like a fine line, you know. We did Cobra last week. the The crux of that was like it's almost something, mm. but it's not. Mm. <laughs> and I thought this might be similar. I didn't realize that it kind of knew what it was doing. Mm. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. It's it's silly. Don't get me wrong. It was kind of in one way stupider than I was expecting, but also better than I was expecting. Well, I think seventeen year old me thought the plot was like, whoa, yeah. Oh. Well, we were big into twists was a big thing. Oh. Fight Club, it's like actually, it's him the whole time. Oh my god, Kaiser says it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we love that shit. Yeah, so I think Agreed. this time it was a bit like when you're having to explain the whole film in the credits. That's probably not a great sign. But at the time, I thought that was clever. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't even re- re- realize that was a thing. So I think I must have missed the credits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. By the time I got to the credits. My first reaction was that, but then it kept going to the point of absurdity yeah. that I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll watch it again. Yeah. And again. All of it? Uh, no, like <laughs> 12 minutes, 32 minutes. Well, to Carol's point, I did feel like those scenes were shorter than, shorter than I thought. Yeah. I do, oh, I do you know it was great. I nearly missed it the first time. I was on my phone and I was like, oh, did that just happen? Yeah. I had to rewind I had to go. It. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound it because Carol goes, oh, look at Kevin Bacon's face. He said when he's purring in the bushes <laughs> and he looks like a a, a, a brush-tailed possum. He's Fucking like his Kevin eyes Bacon, are just man. like. Wah. Kevin Bacon is great. How We haven't done a Kevin Bacon movie yet. Have we not? I don't think so. He's a fucking national international treasure. Mm. I love him. 
He's great in this. He's so good. He's so seedy. <laughs> well, remember when we did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? There's like a fan casting of he should be Freddy Krueger. Oh. He's perfect. So good. So good. Yeah. Have you seen Jim Carrey's impression of um, <laughs> <laughs> he just tapes his nose up? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, master of impressions. <laughs> he, he does like the dumb. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, he does the lift. That's right. Yeah, because it pulls you. It, yeah, <laughs> but he has a similar face shape too. It works. They've got the similar cheeky, yeah, chiselled, weird mm. bone structure. Uh huh. Um, yeah, agreed. <laughs> I got a. Uh, I got a question off the bat for you. Oh yeah, eight million dollars. It's not that much money. And this wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I mean, although I reckon if you're if you're living in the US, outside of a major city, probably goes a long way. Well, you're right. It's just that, and eight million dollars. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I would probably stop working if I had eight million dollars. Yeah, but in the context of Sam Lombardo's life, yeah, where he that boat that he wants to buy, I looked at some sixty footers. Oh yeah, in Australia, so there's a currency thing, of course. But you you're paying about two million bucks. For a second-hand 60-foot boat. And it's not a good investment. No. No. No, it's not. It, so that's pretty much, if you if you would, if they're being honest with each other he and should, they're dividing it by three. Exactly. It's just like just over two mil US. He you buy should, that big boat. Look, the best thing you can do is is get some uh, financial advisor, first of all. Yeah. Um, maybe invest in some ETFs. I think, yeah, like you want to diversify maybe your some portfolio. Insurance bonds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you know, maybe you can get a smaller boat. We can talk about that. But yep. uh, Timeshare. Yeah, MC hammering here. You're going to completely fizzle and you're going to have to orchestrate a whole other scheme in about 100%. 18 months. Timeshare. Timeshare. Yeah, it's a good idea. You can do those boats. You know, do you need to be on the water every day? You know, timeshare, it's always kind of funny, but for boats it makes sense. Yeah. Because you're not going to use a boat every day. No, I mean, Sam, if you want to use a boat every day. Maybe he did timeshare in his defence. It doesn't yeah. strike me as a type. It didn't set up the way. And why, why go into this game? He had a, you know, if 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 if, if his whole thing is the dough and that should have invested in GameStop. What about his? Yeah, he should have. <laughs> we all should have. Yeah, bought. He should have got. He should have bought some Bitcoin in '98. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, and he had a rich girlfriend. So yeah, if that was his whole. If that was his whole thing, he already See, had that, it. Exactly. So he got greedy. He got impatient because that's the long term game. Mm. And then he she decided to go for a short term. What in theory would be like three mil or whatever, mm. instead of the long term game, which is just you know stay at home husband. <laughs> maybe, he just, maybe he just wanted to bang a couple of high school students. Maybe he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he did. Um, I, I did wonder at certain points whether it was high school or not, because it is. It's pretty creepy, but it is high school, isn't it? It's high school. And it's the guidance counselor. He's the guidance counselor. He's in a position of power, man. That's, he is. Um, that's. Very uncool. Surprised they haven't cancelled this film. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing I was worried about. Uh, I thought this was going to be a lot more of an issue than it was. I think maybe because of the tone as well. It just you kind of the absurdity of it yeah. all. Because we were going to do. Do you remember a while ago we were going to do Cruel Intentions and I watched it. And I'm like, I don't think we can do this. We don't. We can't. We need to think about how to talk about this movie because it's pretty fucked up. Mm. Like very horrible. <laughs> now we just don't care. And now, well. Yeah. But that was Cruel Intentions, not this movie. Touche. I can't remember Cruel Intentions. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So the, the shit, you know, there's a subtle difference. These these people are bad people. Oh, uh, they're like manipulative school. Yeah. Yeah. 
this this in this movie these are all bad people, but the movie kind of is agreeing that they're bad people. Whereas Cruel Intentions, these people do horrible things, and then they sort of try and make them sympathetic. And it's mm, like, mm. no, 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 he's not the hero. He in the first scene he ruined a girl's life. Yeah, by posting nudes of her on the internet, and like, so there's just kind of it's pretty horrible stuff. Whereas this, it all is pretty. It's interesting with the accusations of rape and that kind of thing. I guess it's not even problematic. It's probably accurate that a lot of people didn't believe them. Mm. <laughs> um, it was interesting that it was the female cop that didn't believe them. Mm. That was an interesting, unexpected thing. It's not really an issue, I guess. It's just interesting. Um, but you're right. She, she wanted to get some of that Lombardo action. She did. Why yeah. didn't he give her some? Well, he got close, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of things with this kind of movie, though. Again, it gets away with it because it's just all levels of, of absurdity. But if you have something this complex involving this many people, all the people involved have to be for ordinary people. Remember, these are ordinary people in the in Very. in Blue Bay or whatever. I like Blue Bay. They have to be phenomenal actors. They have to be ready to improv based on the scenario. Like all these people that are upholding this lie, like testifying in court oh, and like crying yeah. in front of your mother, they, they were putting up pretty well, you gotta, hectic I think you performances. Gotta, you got to believe it. Well, I'm sure there's all kinds of, yeah. You got to believe your lies, Tristan. That's the rule number one it's of the being the truth a, if you believe it. That's what Costanza what's, what's says. What's that person called? Not a narcissist. What's a habitual liar? Uh, a habitual liar? Yeah, maybe. I think, isn't there? Yeah. But for me, that's one know. of the, the things in this type of movie where it's like, I, it just couldn't happen. No one can act that good oh, unless you're an actor. I feel I think one, there are some Susie, though maybe not so many Susies. There's a lot of Kellys out there. Well, I was going to say Susie's the one. Kelly. Susie's probably the only one where that it makes sense because she's like a super smart whatever the fuck. And I guess also that Mr. Lombardo was a respected guy in his town for a long time and then just kind of pivots to be a supervillain, happy to yeah. murder people and stuff. I feel like <laughs> it even changes as a whole way he walks like, and everything. Like, I feel like he would have got found out earlier yeah. in Blue Bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because he's banged everyone. <laughs> everyone. I don't think he's that sexy though. Yeah, I can't remember what Carol said. I think she didn't mind him. I, I thought he was. I, I was. I was like, in my memory, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's gonna. He's, yeah, he's, he's the, the guy. sexy guy. Yeah. And then he watched. And I was like, hey, he's not that sexy. Well, Maybe I, it's a. Is Evolution. it because we did something about Mary recently? And it's ruined it. I, like I couldn't get Pat Healy out of my head. I was, it was the same year too. Exactly. He's, he's just. He's so good in that, man. Yeah, but even in that movie. There's my bit- stomach taste. <laughs> she says. Deco. <laughs> it's interesting too because I've always wanted. What a year. He's in two pretty um, culturally significant films. Yeah. And then he just kind of fizzles. Didn't he, didn't he do some big. What was he? Is it the Von Trier one? He, he's done. That's recent. Or very is, recent. Oh, okay. So what did he do? He did something back in the day that was. He did heaps of stuff like Rumblefish and. Yeah, like is he, that the one I'm he, he did of? some pretty artsy sort of stuff, cool right? Yeah, movies that cool I haven't guy. seen. He came up with cool guys. Mm. Um, I haven't seen any of those, and I'd love to. Mm, same. Yeah. They're probably a bit too clever for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a simple man. <laughs> and Bill Murray, what have happened to him? <laughs> yeah. This was sort of the first step, wasn't it? In this unexpected when roles. Did, well, when did Rushmore? Yeah, Rushmore was, Rushmore was a bit earlier, one. I think. 
and Kingpin as well, probably. Nah, but that's still silly that, yeah. comedy. Like it wasn't so much, oh, there's something interesting here. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see when Rushmore was. I think Rushmore was slightly earlier. Rushmore was deceptively early. It seems like 96 it. or oh, something. Oh, 98. 98. Oh. 98 was a big year. Good year for movies. <laughs> yeah. One of the best, they say. I don't think I've seen all of Rushmore. Rushmore's good. Yeah. He's an asshole in it. <laughs> I'm just looking at the picture. He's great. He's, He's yeah. great in this movie. And it's for a moment there I was like, oh, it's not enough though. But then I was like, you know what it is? It's just a bit, it's not over it takes, the top. It takes the edge off. Yeah. Or just it just cements the and again where yeah, coming it's just from. a little reminder of like hey don't take it too seriously yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right hey relax guys see you can see them out he <laughs> <laughs> really gets so excited when Robert Wagner says see you at the club or whatever yeah. like he's made it he's yeah like, oh. <laughs> and he's got a fancy suit <laughs> he's adorable with he's, this he's great I was thinking well when I said plus they, my usual fee <laughs> what else are you up to what else are you up to <laughs> yeah well that's good segue because one of the things I was thinking I mentioned I think. A better director could make this even better. And I was trying to think who would be good. First went Verhoeven, but then I thought that's kind of too obvious and then it would just become Basic Instinct, whereas mm. I wanted to still retain this charm. And I thought Ryan Murphy, he's the guy that does like American Horror Story, Scream Queens, okay, all these very – I don't know any of them. Yeah, they're all on Netflix. They're all very um, – He's he's got a mini empire of these types of shows that are all very campy – and um, what's the word? Playing to all the tropes of those genres. So okay. American Horror Story each season will just be like this one's the summer camp one, and all playing to all the things. Like he would do a he did Glee as well, but that doesn't paint the right picture. I knew that I'd lose you with Glee. You got, you got Carol. <laughs> oh, she likes Glee. She likes Glee. Liked mm. Glee mm. a whole lot. Most of them died. Pretty sadly, they're all dead. Fuck, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But he knows how to do this tongue-in-cheek, campy thing while still giving you some feels along the way. Mm. I think he could make a great TV series out of this. One angle could be, it doesn't have to be this plot exactly, you could just like every season start a new story that has this type of, Mm. you know, Mm. complex, a bit like they do with Fargo, the TV series, where they're not connected necessarily but they're just these different stories of that have that same vibe about them. Or you could just make it about the lawyer. You could make the show about Bill Murray. Yeah. And it's just like all these wacky adventures and all these wacky cases Mm. in this weird town. Like a Better Call Saul. Well, this is the thing. Then I'm like, well, that's kind of you're just ending up in Better Call Saul territory. He's sort of the proto Saul Goodman. You haven't watched him, have you? No, but I. You get get the. I think that's what it's about. It's pretty close, Uh, at least in the early seasons. But yeah, he's kind of like, I've got to imagine there might be a, a spark there that informed. Saul Goodman, maybe. Yeah, don't know enough about Saul. Yeah, you got to watch Breaking Bad. Isn't Saul the guy that had the the grocery store with Cabretti when he got back from Nam? <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, one thing I read that was interesting was mm. that apparently, you know, the shower scene when. Um, oh yeah. Uh, a couple of things about that. Firstly, most importantly. Apparently they were meant to. He was meant to get in the shower with him. There was going to be some action. Well, yeah. maybe not action, but shower action. Yeah, and a little, little kissy, kissy. And apparently Bacon was like, "Yeah, let's let's roll, baby." Yeah. And Dylan was like, "That's too far. That's too far, man." Oh, you can do it. That's good. He thought it was too far, and I'm like, "In hindsight, no, nothing is too far in this exactly. movie." Exactly. He's he's a 
So I was watching all these interviews and actually it's become a bit of a recurring thing. I almost wanted to make it a segment on this show because when I look up these old interviews, there's this sweet old lady, Bobby something, she's got a whole archive of interviews on YouTube. Mm. And so often when I look up interviews, it's her and she's this sweet little old lady. And because she's such a sweet little old lady and it's these press junkets where they sit in a hotel room all day and Mm -hmm. different journalists come in asking questions. You can tell a lot about these people. Is she from Horse and Hound? I don't know. What's that? You haven't seen Notting Hill, have you? No, it's piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I know the scene you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we've got to do that, don't we? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't like this kind of movies. Anyway, my point is she's a sweet little soul, but she's an old lady and she's, she's not as – she's asking – like this, this movie in particular is quite sexual and that kind mm. of thing. What does she ask about this? Uh, well, Denise Richards says, oh, you know, that scene was supposed to go longer and she was like, oh, like sexually? <laughs> there, was, there was a lot more in that scene. It was a lot more wild. She was like, oh, you mean sexually? Anyway, <laughs> but Denise Richards was so sweet to her. She was like, oh, I love you. That's such a pretty dress. Like she was so nice and yeah. lovely. Lovely. You watch that and you go, oh, she's a good egg. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, absolute delight. Yeah. Matt Dillon. Less yeah. so. Yeah. 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 It's a movie. Like he was just not uh, into it. And so I can imagine him just being a real buzzkill with like, hey, let's get in the shower together. He's like, no, it's gay, man. It's too far. It's gay. <laughs> like it's, that's, your character is, would have, I feel it would have rounded out the character properly. I think it would have just. He just bangs anything. <laughs> exactly. Trying to get money. He's an idiot. He's yeah. getting caught yeah, up in all this. Dumb. Yeah, exactly. He just happens to be like Lombardo. So Kevin Bacon says, <laughs> I thought it was great because the whole movie is about secrets and coming out. Yeah. Um, as reveals go, that was one that was just huge. Unfortunately, the financiers didn't like the idea of men making out. They felt it went too far. So I think it was the financiers as well. But um Man, Kevin Bacon is game for anything. Yeah. He did have a uh, no nudity clause, but I think it was more strategic and I would do the same move too because that scene, his peen wasn't supposed to be in it. It turned out it was the best take. And then he was like, how am I looking? Is it all right? You look, like, yeah, okay, I'll approve it. So <laughs> I got to, he, he definitely had a little pull on it before. <laughs> he primed it. He's, man, he's got a, <laughs> there's, there's a bit of excess blood circulating. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, but like, Carol did mention you paused it there and, and projected it onto the wall and uh, did some analysis angles and such. I, <laughs> I did not. It was a hot shower. I don't know, man. It it was just no, it, was, I, it was at an angle. I agree. There was an angle there. There was an angle there that an angle of intent. <laughs> and I guess he was about to get in the shower with Mister Lombardo. But I think it's a genius move on his part. To, he's got the no nudity clause, so mm. he, he can not have it in there. But you just kind of this. You just check your hang time. You go, yeah, okay, yeah. that's that's not bad. I'm happy can't. for that to be. I'm happy for that to in be in living rooms around the world. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. That represents me. Um, how I like to see myself. Good on you, Kev. Good on you, Kev. And you know what? He's he's all about this. He did a PSA a few years ago called "Free the Bacon." <laughs> yeah, right. Hi, I'm Kevin Bacon. It's a big problem in Hollywood today. In so many films and TV shows, we see gratuitous female nudity. And that's not okay. Well, it's okay, but it's not fair to actresses. <laughs> and it's not fair to actors because we want to be naked too. Gentlemen, it's time to free the bacon. And by bacon, of course, I mean your wiener, your balls, and your butt. Game of Thrones. 
You got three sex scenes in episode. How hard would it be to just show one or two wieners every couple of minutes? This is an issue of gender equality. Let me be on the show. Come on, I'll I'll play a naked wizard or something. I've done it before. (laughs) Seen wild things. I was super naked in that. It was awesome. Matt Dillon was there. He saw my wiener. Hollow Man. I had an infrared wiener in that. Fifty Shades of Grey. I heard that you never even see it. Why not let Jamie Dornan take off his pants? Or better yet. Let me play Christian Grey. We'll do the whole movie in one long close-up of my penis. Hey, Marvel, <laughs> I have an idea for a superhero. It's me, and guess what? I have an infinity stone on the tip of my wiener. I actually have a nude scene <laughs> in every film I'm in. I put it in my contract, full frontal, and they take them out. They say, Kevin, you don't need to be naked in this. It doesn't make sense. Kevin, it's an animated film. You're in a voiceover booth. Please put on your pants. <laughs> Kevin, you're not even in this movie. Why are you here and why are you naked? <laughs> I was naked in Frost Nixon. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> He's having fun there. What a legend. Good on you, Kevin. Good man. What a legend. Free the bacon. Um, speaking of nudity clauses, it's, it's so interesting. I was reading up, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. On nudity clauses, and apparently, um, so Nev Campbell obviously had a no nudity clause. Um, yes, but uh, Denise Richards, like, did they negotiate? Mm. So it started as one nipple. Yeah, and I've, I've heard this before. There's like you can show you can show crack, but you cut like different Zangles. things that they agree on. It's so fascinating. And apparently, you got to know like, your you got to know your contracts. Yeah, and it's they do very specific, tangible things where it's like here's a storyboard. Of one boob. Mm. Can we agree on this? <laughs> like, in the contract stage. Yeah, they're going yeah. through the titties going, yeah, you want a titty? And so she says like, yeah, it started with one nipple, but then we moved up to two. <laughs> sure it's did. It's so funny. And champagne, do you have to champagne on the titties? Is that another clause? That's the, I'm not going to say the one part of this movie, but that that really takes that scene to next level of heightened. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's porn. It's that, a good move. What's but that was a I found that scene, may I say, a little bit more how do I put this? Jolty. Found it quite jolty. There's a lot of hands doing this. It just seemed a little bit It didn't seem realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what I mean with this. I mean (laughs) how would I know? Yeah. I mean it it didn't seem like anyone was into it. Yeah, their hands were just doing this. I think Matt Dillon was into it. Oh yeah. And it was, yeah, it was a bit shorter than I remembered. Um, I think because I only played it once. I think, yeah, if you, if you, and you, <laughs> you, if you don't pause slow, along the way. did you have slow mo function on your remote? No. I had a slow mo function. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah, actually, that's been so, bad memories. Just going to leave that there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um, there, there was one moment in the movie along these lines of the classic sexy scenes. Mm. There, was, there was one moment that suddenly made me realize. Uh, good news, I've matured a little bit, but also slightly depressing, was when she walks into Mr. Lombardo's house dripping wet. Honestly, my first reaction was, oh, you're getting everything wet. <laughs> when I saw like, the wet tiles, I was like, oh, like my unconscious reaction was negative. I can't, I can't relate <laughs> to that. Wet tiles are dangerous, man, especially with kids around. Oh, yeah, yeah. true. So just beware. They've got to stay outside after they've been in the pool. Well, this is what I mean. Just went outside, Denise. Mm. What's her name? Susie? No, what's her name? Kelly. Kelly. Such a Kelly. It's total Kelly. Kelly really is a bit of, you can say 90s Kelly. There's a bit of an archetype there. You got Saved by the Bell. You got 90210. Kelly is a Kelly. Mm. 
Kelle. Kelle. Kelle, I'm going to save our baby. <laughs> Greg's been watching the Michael Bay style uh, head lice bit in South Park. Yeah, it's it's such, it's brilliant. How did you get onto that in this? I looked it up. <laughs> Is it because of Kelly? Yeah, as okay. soon as I saw her name was Kelly, I was like, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, we're going to name our baby Hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the noir thing, right? Oh, yeah. So, because I was trying to like figure out what this movie is, what do you, what would you call this thing? And I started with you know basic instinct neo noir erotic thriller, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like it's not really that though. It's not quite that. Turns out there's like this sub 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 genre called Florida noir. Oh, which when you say that you suddenly go, yep, falls into place. Mm. And uh, steamy, yes, yeah, steamy. Harmony Corinne. There's a couple of movies he's done that fall into okay. this. The Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And um, Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. They both kind of fit into this. But there's one called um, Body Heat that I hadn't seen. Oh, this is from back in the day, isn't it? Yeah. And apparently, I mean, well, the article I read at least said, you know, it's somewhat of a precursor to this movie in a lot of ways. Um, so I guess it's quite an erotic thriller. Um, but then also they mentioned surf noir in this article as well. Oh. I wonder if Point Break would count as surf noir. Almost. Certain scenes. Yeah. Certain scenes. Certain scenes would lend themselves. The night, the night surfing, for instance. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. yeah. What other noir genres do you have for us? I don't have any. I wonder, you could probably stick anything in front of a noir, couldn't you? Circus noir? <laughs> yeah, Tim Burton movies. Hey, it kind of oh, works. Yeah, it kind of works. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Before we get into verdict, I've got one more thing, which is just uh, for no real reason, just a funny clip of Bill Murray talking about the movie. Do it. It's twisted and sexy, yeah. It is. And unfortunately, I'm, you know, although I'm twisted, I'm about the nicest guy in the thing. So I don't get to have the big fun and no sex at all. It's like the guy who comes the next morning to the party. <laughs> what happened? Uh, really? So I miss everything. But I'm in on it. And I actually, uh, I actually am the only one that gets out of it, on, you know, pretty much. There's only two people that get out unscathed. Doing the math now? <laughs> the guy that comes at the party the next morning. What happened? <laughs> I feel like I've literally, literally done that. Yeah, same. Uh, let's get into the verdict. Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Man, I tried to write like a little just one liner summary of my thoughts on this, but I can't get past what Ebert said. I think it's just is perfect. Mm. I'll read it again just to mm. leave it as a final thought. Wild Things is lurid trash with a plot so twisted that we're still explaining <laughs> they're still explaining it during the closing titles. It's like a three-way collision between a softcore sex film, a soap opera, and a B-grade noir. Mm. I like it. And I can't disagree. Mm. I'll give it three stars. How about you, Greg? Oh, uh, you're going out of four or out of five stars? Five. We're out of five, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it three stars. Yeah. Yeah, that feels right. I agree. I think we're – I worry I'm giving too many three stars lately, but I think we've just been doing some – Three-star films. Yeah, three-star films. So I'll say it's a rewatch. Um, I don't believe Simpsons did it, 
It's not really Simpsons friendly territory. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Porn parody. Well, this movie is its own porn parody. I Wild think. Things Four. <laughs> yeah, but actually, all the sequels. Bechdel tests. I I think this is the inverse of that. What do you mean? Susie wins. She wins. But does she talk to any other female about not Mr. Lombardo? Um, the answer is no. <laughs> Recasties though. Recasties. I got some, not all. Because mm-hmm. I thought part of this is, you know, uh, Denise Richards was pretty unknown at the time, so I feel like you probably need someone kind of unknown <laughs> as well. But I got yeah. some names. Okay. So Mr. Lombardo, I had two different approaches. Yeah. I had make him older and creepier. Oh, yeah. So like a John Stamos or a Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually what I, when we were talking before earlier in this episode, an idea struck me. You could do gender reverses mm. and have an Elizabeth Shoe type as Ooh. a manipulative hot older woman. Mm. Nice. Yeah. But then I thought, well, if you're remaking this and you, you need someone young and hot. Mm. At first I thought Ryan Gosling, but then I thought he's too hot. It needs to be someone that's like, Kind of hot. I think he's great for it. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's kind of weird looking actually. Himself. Yeah. He would fit in and the glades. He'd, he'd do some fan boating with you a squint. You could see him on the fan boat, right? Yeah. Great squinter. Um, but then I thought, oh, what about, well, I started Chris Hemsworth and I thought, no, he's way too sexy. What about one of the other Hemsworths? <laughs> 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 They're just middle of the road enough. Like on the, the middle of the road on, Hollywood sexy. Yeah, yeah. Like man on the street. He'd be the hot guy on the street, but mm. in the movie, same, whatever. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's female hot. listeners out there going, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's still, he's still pretty. <laughs> he's still a beb. Specimen. Yeah, but I think, but Chris Hemsworth is literally kind of godlike, like it's too much. Mm. Whereas uh, Liam Hemsworth, the other one, I think mm-hmm. that, that would be not bad. Obtainable? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I thought Susie could be Zendaya. Oh, yeah. She kind of does a, a Susie thing on Euphoria. Does she? Yeah. Like druggy. Yeah. Emotional. <laughs> that's that's the, all the dimensions of the character, right? Yeah. Uh, Keller, I didn't do. Yeah. And I kept Bill Murray. Nice. Yeah. We were in similar territory in some regards. Yeah. Uh, Army Hammer as Sam Lombardo. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> if, he's, <laughs> if he's out of jail. Fuck, that's perfect. Um, that's the best recasting of all time. Ah, oh, thanks. I won't tell you my backup Sam Lombardo then. <laughs> Who yeah. was it? No, I don't know. Uh, Robert Patterson. It's probably oh, yeah, no, he would have fun. He could do it. Mm. He could do that. He's getting his weird Nick Cage energy going. Mm. It's good. It's got a bit. Mm. Mm. Um, so then I got a bit confused. I had Zoe Kravitz as Susie. Oh, yeah. She's getting went, too old now. Yeah, she still looks young. Yeah. Um, it's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, Nev Campbell must have been old in this. Then I thought Zoe Kravitz as Keller mm. and Lisa Bonet as Susan. The mum. The mum, the real mum. <laughs> and Jason Momoa as the sexy Brazilian man. Ah, uh, yeah, that works. Because that's a, that's a real family dynamic. And then Lenny Kravitz as Mr. Lombardo. Oh, that works. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? No, 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 no. no. I take that back. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can't have no sex way. with his daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> you cannot do that. I was thinking of the, the parent generation only. Really yeah, no, that's terrible. And Marley Cyrus as oh, Susie. Oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. Oh. Well, I had Marley Cyrus in there for a second. 
That is Scarlett Johansson tall to play Kelly? Probably. I just like Scarlett Johansson being in here somewhere. See, if you did a cast, if you did a gender reversal, she could be Mrs. So, Lombardo. Yeah. That would be a good Mrs. Lombardo. Miss Lombardo. Miss Lombardo. Yeah. Ms. Ms. Because <laughs> I just feel she's she's a sexy lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'd fit the glades. She would fit the glades perfectly. She'd have a glades of my heart. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. My MVP is Kevin Bacon. Me too. Loki MVP, Kevin Bacon's peen. There's <laughs> <was> more mid key. <laughs> <laughs> Semi key. What is it? It's, uh, it's about 7 p.m. <laughs> 7 30. So from 6 to midnight. <laughs> it went from 6 to 7 30. It was about, yeah. It was at least quarter, quarter two. <laughs> Half past, as Fitzy would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd Bill Murray's low key just because he's. Bill Murray. Yeah. Hey, also recasties, I thought it could be fun for um, uh, Bill's good friend Woody to maybe have a crack at that role or be somewhere in this film. Yeah. I feel he could add that comedic yet. Actually, in terms of age, he probably works as the Murray in this one now, doesn't Mm. he? Yeah. Thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That was a fun recasty. It was. When I was watching it, because we don't always do it. Some movies, just, it's not interesting. It's not, yeah. This one is like, yeah, yeah, let's do this one. Yeah. What are your recasties, folks? Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. We enjoy the chit-chat. Hey, you can let us know on the Instagram. We're always we're very active on the Instagram mm-hmm. at Double Impact Podcast. You can let us know on the Gmail. Mm-hmm. com. You can probably best to send those bank details we we're talking about to Gmail. Safe, yeah, safer. yeah. Um, leave us a review if you haven't already. That would be lovely. Yeah, thanks for the new reviews, by the way, peeps. Mm. We mm. love you. We love you. Um, we don't necessarily know what we're doing next week because we're waiting on a guest to confirm or not. But it will we, be a we, movie. There will be something. It'll be a movie. It'll be a moving picture with sound. Probably not wild things. Probably not wild things. We covered that already. I'm I'm not ruling out wild things foursome. Nah. Even though it came out in 2010 or something. It's good to know the legacy continues. Yeah, yeah. It's an influential film. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It's got to go to work now. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah really, got to move him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.